0: This is agri Daybreak West for Wednesday, October 5th. Good morning, I'm Chop Daly. Here's today's headlines. California fruit is safer than imports. Driscoll's bow to pesticide advocates and margin insurance gets heel push. California foods are far safer for pesticides. The Department of Pesticide Regulation has again confirmed that nearly all California-grown fruits and vegetables are within safe levels for pesticide residue. DPR released its annual report last week for the 2020 crop year, showing that more than 97% of the sample produce had no residue or exceeded allowable tolerances. The results are consistent with several years of monitoring. Imported produce, meanwhile, accounted for nearly 78% of the illegal residue on the samples. Topping that list were Mexican cactus pads and pears along with Ecuadorian dragon fruit. DPR Director Julie Henderson said the report, quote, helps ensure the safety of California's supply of fresh fruits and vegetables grown in and outside our state. Now for more on Cal EPA's priorities, you can read the AgriPulse West newsletter later this morning. Driscoll's may switch farms near schools to organic. Berry giant Driscoll's is considering a move to gradually transition at Salinas Valley Farms that are near schools and towns to organic practices to avoid conflicts over pesticides. Driscoll CEO Miles Ryder told The Lookout in Santa Cruz, it just makes sense for everybody. Anti-pesticide advocacy groups have been pressing the Newsom administration to add more restrictions on pesticide applications near schools and homes. Ryder supported any solutions that work for the industry and address pesticide risk. Key senators tell the USDA to expand margin insurance. The Biden administration is getting pressure from Capitol Hill and both sides of the aisle to expand crop insurance offerings to help farmers deal with rising input costs. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow and the committee's top Republican, John Bozeman, are calling on USDA to consider authorizing new margin insurance products and promote existing policies more aggressively. Many farmers are underway in their planning for fall fertilizer applications, prioritizing the thoughtful and timely expansion of margin protection plans of insurance for additional commodities as well as related insurance products designed for specialty crops would allow producers the opportunity to familiarize themselves with these tools and better manage production cost risk. By next fall, the Senators say in a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and Risk Management Agency Administrator Marsha Bunger. The letter says USDA should, quote, consider accelerating the expansion of margin protection tools and, quote, immediately prioritize training for producers and agents on existing margin policies. Keep in mind... Margin policies are subsidized at a lower rate than revenue protection policies and are more expensive for farmers. However, the top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, Glenn Thompson, also has been talking up the idea of expanding the availability of margin protection products. Crop insurance industry consultant Alex Offendahl told a House Ag Subcommittee this summer he thinks there are, quote, tremendous opportunities to expand the use of margin insurance. A margin protection policy has been available for some groups since 2016, but only about 6,000 are sold annually. That according to Offendahl, who's with the consulting firm Watts & Associates. UFW and UFCW to distribute usda payments arms of the united farm workers and the united food and commercial workers have been picked by usda to distribute six hundred dollars per person pandemic relief checks to people working on farms and in packing plants and supermarkets the ufw and ufcw foundations are among 15 groups selected to distribute the money The UFCW Charity Foundation is getting $123.7 million, including $10 million of the $20 million earmarked for grocery workers. The UFW Foundation will distribute $97.8 million to farm and meatpacking workers. The National Migrant and Seasonal Head Start Associations and United Migrant Opportunity Services will each distribute About $57 million. Senators push disaster aid reforms. A bipartisan duo of senators is proposing some detailed changes to the way USDA allocates disaster assistance. The Livestock Disaster Assistance Improvement Act, proposed by Senators John Thune, the South Dakota Republican, and New Mexico Democrat Ben Ray Luan, is designed in part to have payments delivered more quickly to farmers and ranchers. For example, the Livestock Forage Program would be modified to allow a one-month payment for a county that's in a D2 or severe drought for four consecutive weeks. Now, that's down from the eight consecutive weeks that's now required. Then a second payment would be triggered after eight consecutive weeks. Another change would clarify that state and federal grazing permit holders are eligible for the Emergency Conservation Program and Emergency Forest Restoration Programs. Also, the Bureau of Land Management would be allowed to accept archaeological and endangered species reviews done by Natural Resources Conservation Service field staff. Take note, these proposals are designed with the next Farm Bill in mind. Now, for more on the Farm Bill and a push to increase funding for foreign market promotion, check out the weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also analyze this week's Supreme Court arguments about the definition of waters of the U.S. And we have an exclusive interview with FDA's Frank Giannis. Carbon capture, a small factor in cover crop decisions. Only 5% of cover crop users say they planted them with carbon sequestration in mind. That's according to the latest monthly Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer. The reasons for planting cover crops vary, with 37% citing improved soil health. 33% cite improved erosion control as the primary motivators, That, according to the survey. A majority of the farmers surveyed some 57% plant cover crops on at least part of their farmland. About 25% never planted a cover crop. Four of ten cover cropping producers have been using the practice for five years or less. Well, here's today's She Said It. It's such an attractive bug. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross recognizing the social media attention on the spotted lanternfly. The invasive pest has destroyed vineyards in the northeastern U.S. and poses a major threat to California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, October 5th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.